0: Hey everyone, this is Dim. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Mind podcast. It's been a pleasure going through this journey with you and receiving uh, you know, the, the feedback that we've had from some of the episodes. I really appreciate it. Now, today's episode is all about getting out of your own way. This I'm so uh, excited to bring you this episode because getting out of your own way, funnily enough, when I shared with my father uh, the five principles of a wealthy mind, When I said getting out of your own way, my dad just cracked up and he's like, man, that's like 90% of it, isn't it? It's just, it's just get, just stop self-sabotaging yourself. You know, uh, Tony Robbins says, you know what? It's actually only 20% techniques and it's 80% psychology. You know, it's 80% just getting out of your own way. And what we're going to do in today's episode is at a high level, unpack what that is. And I I am very confident you're going to walk out of today's episode with some really great, a really great level of awareness on how to see how you're getting in your own way and how to start to shift that and navigate that. So before I get too into it, I just wanna zoom out and just again reorient us in terms of where we are in this journey. Now this is all about creating a wealthy mind and a wealthy mind is the psychology of genuine confidence, motivation and fulfillment in what you do. And I trust that you'll agree with me that when you can connect to, you know, that sense of you really living in your potential, you really living your true self, you really feeling confident and unobstructed and uninhibited in in who you are, in where you're going, in your direction. Uh, You know, you don't feel burdened by by kind of negative self-talk or self-doubt. when you when you love what you're doing, you're motivated and you're fulfilled. I mean, when you are in that state, and I'm sure you've experienced that state at different points in your life, I'd I'd love to hope, when you're in that state, that is obviously the state which really becomes magnetic for opportunities around you. It makes you motivated to take those opportunities when they arise. Not only that, your influence grows, your impact grows, and as a result of that, your rewards grow. And with your rewards growing, and because of, of the love that you have for what you do, And the fulfillment that you're getting from it you're bound to continue to increase your impact and your influence and you hence you're bound to receive even more rewards and you know something a lot of my guys like my clients say to me is you know dim often i can see the the opportunities there on the table and dim i just don't know why i don't actually get it i i don't know why i i i know i'm leaving money on the table and i don't even know why i'm not motivated to get it so I, like, I'm obviously very passionate about this. This episode is understanding why that happens. Right? Um, I definitely hope to make it very informational, uh, informative for you. Now that's the wealthy mind in terms of the five principles of a wealthy mind. The first one is you know our last episode which was about knowing that your net worth is actually equal to your self-worth and your self-worth comes from your sense of purpose. Hence your, the first principle of the wealthy mind is knowing your why. The second principle is getting out of your own way. The third is executing effectively. The fourth is having the right mindset and the fifth is replenishing effectively. So with that orientation done, let me jump into a story about getting in your own way. I'm gonna use myself as an example and it was an incredible story, a very mind-blowing event that happened in my life uh, and it illuminated to me the extent that I was getting in my own way. Uh, now, the, I can't say his name. He, he's a, a property mogul here in Sydney. He owns more than 200 properties. I think 300 at this point. He's probably he probably owns, by volume, he, he would be in the top five of people who own the most property in Australia. I've seen this guy on you know the morning show and things like this. And anyway, I was on my property investing journey and I was in a cafe, which just so happened to be downstairs from his office, I didn't realize, and I saw him in the cafe. And uh, there have been many times, you know, my old self would have saw someone that I kind of like looked up to or idolized or put onto a pedestal, and I wouldn't have even had the guts to approach that person and introduce myself. Uh, And I think there's a lot of people who just get in their own way just then and there, right? They don't even, do that initial step of approaching. Now, thankfully, my 24 year old self just was like, I'm just going to go introduce myself to this guy. And so I went up to him and I said, Hey, my name's Dim. Uh, you know, I'm aware of what you do. And I just want you to know that my intention is to reach out to you in maybe a year's time to get your help for me to buy a property. Uh, and then, and then this guy was really nice, and he kind of asked me about you know why six months to a year, what's going on and I said, "Hey, well, listen, I'm only earning you know at the time it was I'm only earning sixty thousand a year um I've already saved up forty thousand um and presumably if i when I can get to sixty thousand, which will take me another year to to save up uh presumably then." Uh, I, I will have enough to, you know, get, get an investment property, you know, get put a deposit down. And this moment was like uh, magic to observe. He, he, we're in the cafe, right? And he looks over to someone who turns out to be like a kind of financial, the, the head of finance there at, uh, at at his company. He calls over the head of finance and he says to him, hey man, like, you, by the way, this is Dim. Have you, have you met him? Nice guy, blah, blah, blah. They, they did all that. And he goes, man, I'd like to give him the Woodbury property. What do you think? And then the, the finance guy goes, well, yeah, you know, it's, um, it's I'll just say the numbers, right? It's, it's 220000 um, Yeah, like, it might be a good one for this guy, right? Um, and, he, and then the property mogul, he, he goes to me, well, Dim, you said you had forty k saved up, right? Uh, well, look, what would be ideal is if we can get you on a, on a 20% deposit, a 20% deposit of 220000 is $44k. Uh, and now, you know, you've got 40, but you know, we've also got to take into account stamp duty, legal fees, all of that. And, uh, and, and so in my mind at this point, I'm like, yep, cool, makes sense that I need to make, wait another year, right? Another year of saving before I can, you know, get into the game. And then he goes. All right, we need to come up with 20k. All right, he's like, Dim, how much do you get paid? And I'm like, uh, three and a half k a month. And he goes, All right, so we've got we've got like if we can do a two month settlement, maybe we can, uh, you know, we we can get 7k that way. And then um, Dim, have you done your tax return yet? And I'm like, Oh uh, no. And he's like, How much do you normally get from tax? Return? And I'm like, Oh, I think at that time I think it was four four k or something, right? And I'm like, Oh, maybe about 4k. He's like, okay, so seven k. Okay, we got four more, so that's like eleven thousand. Cool. Um, all right, man. So what we'll do is we'll do. Um, we can get eleven thousand that way, and then uh, this this specific payment, like you know, because I was twenty about twenty k short. He goes, well, this specific part of that twenty k, we can break this up and put this over a few payments uh, to spread it out, um, and then for this part, what we'll do is we will. Um, Get this one done on a credit card, and then we'll balance transfer that credit card to. There's currently a 36 month interest free deal on on that particular thing. So what we'll do is we will uh, we'll put this portion of the payment on a credit card, and you'll pay it off interest free over 36 months, which is easy. Uh, we'll put a we'll put a delayed settlement, so you know you spend you, know, you get the, the two months to save up and you do your tax return. Um, and then we'll do this part, you know on a payment plan, which will work out for you. Uh, and yep, sweet. You've got your 20k uh, What do you reckon? Do you want to get this property? And uh, like I think I, I, I Was I, I was just like mind-blown. I was just like wow, it took me it took me a year To, to save up 20,000. It took me two years to save up this 40,000 and here is this guy he, For me as I'm watching it. It's like he pulled 20,000 out of thin air like he just figured out he was in that mindset where he was just so like he had done it so many times that he just knew how to just get it from just break it down and get it from a whole bunch of different sources, and I was like, wow! It took me a year to get this twenty k, and this guy has just found another twenty k in about ten seconds, like like crazy. And uh, needless to say, I actually I actually ended up buying that property for him, but with him. Um, through him, sorry, and uh, funnily enough, just today, as I'm recording this episode, I actually checked the value of that property, uh, and it's actually dou- doubled since then, you know, and um, to be honest, like, since then, I went to buy five more properties, I had a total of six properties, um, you know, at one point, point. Um, and, and it was because, like, at 24 years old, I got into the game, by 28, I had, like, six properties, you know, and, and it was cool, like, how, uh, because, like, I kind of made that approach, I, I, it it gave me the option to just it gave me the avenue to get in the game, right? And think about a couple of things, right? Like, he, like now we can analyze this and go, okay, how does this got to, what does it got to do with getting in your own way? Number one, most people, including the old me, would not even even have approached him, right? And this guy, like, I approached, I approached him, um, and then the second thing was like see if I had just stayed in my own little bubble I would have thought I needed like another year to like to, to get this property but and and this is what I'm going to say is like the first layer of understanding uh, how to get out of your own way the first layer is blind spots and blind spots is the one that is that that's going to trip us up the most because our blind spots are what we can't even see See with this guy I'm trying to just just avoid saying his name. With him like he because he was an external perspective, he could see how like this was a great deal getting the 20k was not going to be an issue, but if I had stayed in my paradigm, like my frame of thinking, I would have thought I needed another year to get that 20k. But because I connected with him and got him to see what I couldn't, i.e. my blind spots, which is like, you know, you can, uh, like I didn't know you can get a two month settlement. I didn't know you can put this on a credit card and I didn't know you can get like a balance transfer 36 months, like I didn't know any of that stuff, right? All those things were in my blind spots, right? And that's why having that external opinion, he afforded me being able to see my own blind spots. And a big thing that a lot of us do is we think that we need to add time and sometimes that is honestly not a bad thing seriously like because there are there are people out there who who try to like pressure sell uh and they try to do that by you know like getting you to make the decision really quickly And, and and i'm not for that i really am not for that uh because i've been burnt by that a lot uh but you've surely heard the phrase before money loves speed uh, and there is some truth to that because you're because the speed almost helps you go I'm gonna find a solution like that pressure almost does help you come up with a solution that you couldn't see before like it helps you actually look at it and go you know what like what if I did this and this and this and this it actually you've surely seen this in, in other environments where you've had pressure it actually does help you grow it helps you see things in, in different ways uh, and that's what I would like to show you out of there are four layers to understand getting out of your own way and the first one is blind spots and in terms of dealing with blind spots the best way to like how else can you deal with blind spot as opposed to talking to an external party who is informed I'm going to give you one other example of a blind spot because like this if you can help if you can get that help to to to, um, to see a different perspective where you, like, it's actually a really empowering thing if you think about it. I, this is how I try to think about it. I'm like, you know what, I don't want to get too upset right now that I can't do, I feel like I can't do this, or I can't do that, or, you know, like, let's say, you know, in your wealth journey, and by the way, when I say wealth, like, it can be monetary wealth, um, it can be relationship wealth. For me, a big, Piece of wealth for me the most valuable part of wealth for me is impact like I want to help as many people as I can while I'm alive uh, and surely you want to impact the world in in whatever way is meaningful to you too you know for me all of this stuff is wealth now a big way to a big way to understand how else we can get in our own way right before I zoom out again and, and I want to make this a bit more practical and as I said in the beginning I want to like really help you, Get a view of your blind spots, right? And and get and start to make some progress. I really do want that. Uh, tell you a story of one of my like this guy is one of my favorite clients in, in the whole world. I really love this guy. We are we are like good friends now. Uh, this guy he he's a head of sales. He's a senior dude, a very 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 successful dude. He said to me, Dim, when we first started working together, he goes, Dim, listen, uh, I have six months where I am like buzzing with energy I'm really in the vibe I'm like killing it like I'm you know rallying the crowd like I'm I'm a star I have that like six months of that that's what he's saying and then he goes for like almost six months it's like I have six months on and then I have six months off where like I just kind of kind of just get depressed I kind of feel really introverted I kind of have self-doubt a bit of negative self-talk and I seem to just recede into myself. I've just, he goes, I've just noticed that as a pattern in my life. I have six months on, six months off. And that's what he came for help with. Get this. Here, here was his blind spot. He didn't even realize, because he was looking for, you know, in the six months that he was off, in the six months that he was feeling bad, he was looking for techniques to go through this his time, that, that time. And there are techniques for that, right? But from a blind spot perspective, what the blind spot was, was actually... In the six months where he was on and he was like exuding all that energy, his blind spot was in the six months he was on, he was not taking time during that that initial six months to also rest, to recover, like to to chill. You You know, from a yin and a yang perspective, he was doing all this yang in that initial six months And it basically caused his body to just crash and go into a big yin state for six months to recover. Because in the yang state, in that first six months, he thought he could just be buzzing with energy forever, but that's not how it works There's a yin and a yang. We need, yes, you should exude that energy, but we need to replenish that energy. Hence, that's one of the wealth principles as well. We need to learn how to replenish. And if we don't, you know, a great mentor of mine, Eli Wilhide said to me, Dim, you need to have a protocol every day, every day, you know, to, to rest, to recover, to, to breathe slow. For me, I use the sauna, right? But that was a big lesson for, for this guy, my, one of my favorite clients. His blind spot was in the time where he thought were his glory days, he was actually doing something really wrong there, which is he wasn't taking time to rest and recover then. And that's what was causing the six month, six, six month crash on the other side of it and you know through our work together we helped him get, get off that emotional roller coaster but it, it started with helping him understand hey man like this is the actual thing that's in your blind spot that you need to work on it's not just techniques in in the second half of your uh, your year so with that being said you know i mentioned earlier that there was four layers of, of learning how to get out of your own way the first one is is not like seeking constantly to get help like out of your bubble out of your echo chamber getting help understanding your blind spots and it really helps to just keep having conversations with different people different perspectives so you can start to see things otherwise you really do get trapped in your own bs your own belief systems <laughs> right, that's the first one okay the, the second one underneath that uh, is basically habit, like once you actually understand what it is you're doing wrong, and I'm gonna give you some questions here so you can you can start to see them for yourself, then at the base level, you can start to break the habit. Now, before I do- delve into this, let me just share with you what the other two areas are. So if you were just, the, the top is blind spots, the second layer is actually you, the, the, the blind spots basically means you don't even know what you don't know, right? The second layer is you you know it and you're consciously trying to change it, right? So, blind spots, and then the second layer is is breaking the habit, right? You're you're aware of the, you're aware of the issue you're trying to you're trying to change it. Now the third layer is is actually more in your psychology and that's belief, right? because if you have certain beliefs, perceptions about yourself or perceptions about the world in, in personal development land, we call these like limiting beliefs. If we have beliefs that, Oh, um, like for example, Oh I should be able to work 18 hours a day and like never have to rest. Right? Like, and if you're kind of like subtly expecting yourself, like, like for example, you may have a fantasy that there are people in the world who are just able to work around the clock and they never rest right? And they never have some kind of exhaust. If you have that fantasy and you're comparing yourself to that fantasy, that's going to cause you a lot of hurt because you're going to realize that that's actually not the reality. If you don't rest in the light, you end up burning out and resting in the dark, right? So that, that third layer is actually belief. It's understanding what beliefs are causing you to act in those behaviors in layer two, right? Uh, And like when you're you're doing like proper coaching and, uh, you know, actually something legitimate as opposed to just trying to change beliefs at a surface level, proper coaching examines these bottom two layers, right? Like there's the the belief level, examining your limiting beliefs and maybe ways of thinking that helped you for a while, but they're not serving you anymore. So important. Uh, And uh, layer four is the emotional layer, and that's actually, you know, where you know, it goes back to like childhood traumas, if you want to use that word, where for example, um, see for me, I went to eight different schools when I was a kid, um, you know, five five different primary schools, three different high schools. Um, and a, this is something a lot of my clients also say to me, often at times I was like the one non-white kid in those schools, right? And what that can do, not just at a belief, like at a belief layer for me as a, as a young kid, it created a little belief that I'm different or I'm not understood, right? And if you have that like kind of embedded in your psyche that I'm different, I'm not understood, then what you're going to end up doing is like create evidence. Like you're going to do things and like, and when they don't work out, instead of thinking, oh, um, maybe I'm not the only one who doesn't understand. Maybe I should ask a question. Instead of thinking that what's going to happen is you're going to be like, oh, yep, see, I, I knew it. I just don't understand. I'm different from everyone else. I don't understand. Right, like that's that's what can end up happening, and it shifts your kind of worldview as a result. Uh, we'll get more into that um, in in episode in, in episode four when we talk about mindset, because that's where we can really get into the crux of psychology and how all of this is created. But that's the belief layer. Now, underneath that, there's a, an emotional layer, which for me, when I was in those situations where I felt like I was never really understood, and I I never really fit in. For me, even at a young age, it caused a lot of sadness. And so, what was happening with me, even in my 20s, was like, I would feel that sadness whenever like, and I would feel like my emotional home was kind of feeling sad. And it was feeling sad because I never really belonged. I never really was understood by anyone. Uh, And it's kind of like, if you're bogged down, it's like baggage, you know, it's emotional baggage. If you're bogged down by kind of just feeling sad and feeling like you're not connected and you never understood you're you're really not going to embrace those opportunities to to get out there and to network and you you're not going to have that internal fluency you're not you're not clean inside there's a lot of baggage in there and by the way everyone's got it like sometimes like this part of the conversation is a bit harder and heavier but i want to assure you like everyone's got it everyone's got it and uh Maybe there's a few people who, who don't because of some luck of the draw of how they were grown up, uh, but they're they're going to have challenges in their life in different ways. We're all going to receive challenges in our life, uh, and uh, you know if you're resonating with this and realize that oh wow like yeah I think I've got some some kind of you know emotional or, or belief trauma from how I grew up. D- don't feel bad. Like the first step is awareness and. There's, there's so many amazing tools which can help you completely transform that. Like that's the whole thing that I do at my retreat. So, you know, you're, you're certainly in good company. Um, don't let it, don't let that get you down. So to zoom out again, top layer is you've got blind spots. Second layer is you've got habits, basically what you're aware of and what you can try and break and change. The layer beneath that is what you've got is uh, your beliefs, your belief systems and the layer beneath that is your emotional patterns. All of these, you know, kind of we're talking surface and deeper and deeper. These are the ways that we get in our own way. So let me make this real for you now. I hope you've been enjoying this so far. Let me make this real for you now. I'm going to give you a couple of questions to think about and it might just help you understand where you get in your own way. I want you to first think about this. Like, let me just give you some ideas first. How do you get in your own way? If you were to think about it, do you find that you have an energy crash and then you don't show up when you need to? Do you find that you suck at listening? (laughs) Do you find that, or maybe you you listen too much and you, you, you get intimidated and you don't speak up? Do you find that you idolize people maybe more than you should or maybe you'll get stuck so much judging people that it kind of blocks you from taking action because you're stuck in a lot of judgment do you find maybe it's a bit deeper where you just don't feel fulfilled in what you do and so it just stops you from showing up another way to think about it is this in the last six to twelve months what has stopped you In terms, what seems to always show up when you try to achieve your goals? Is it intimidation? Is it confidence? Is it is it discipline? Consistency. Is it just like other life events just always seem to happen and it just always gets in your way? I wanted to just give you some space there to think about it, and you know you're obviously most welcome to pause this if you need to. But really reflect on that last question I gave you. In the last six to 12 months, what is it that seems to come up which gets in the way? And I encourage you to just on your phone or on a notepad, just write these things down. Is it, is it always seem like external events get in the way? There's a lot of people in that paradigm where it's just like, yeah, they would, but this thing happened. They would, but that thing happened. And usually what that's an indication of is that you haven't learned how to fill your own cup first yet. You know, or is, or is it that you would? But yeah, I don't speak up. You know, or I would, but I just don't feel it. I just don't feel that energy. See, here's the first step. It's always awareness, right? So yeah, if if you haven't already, pause this, and and just get some awareness for yourself. Now, the last thing I'll I'll say here on this podcast is. How can you make this practical and real for you? If you've got that layer of awareness, then at the very least what you can do, and here's it's a quick technique I want to give you. I learned it in the army. It's called actions on. So you see in the army, um, you, like let's say you start to get shot at, you know, you're walking around somewhere and bullets start flying. You can't every time be stuck there thinking about, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Instead, what the army wants, they they train you with all these drills. So habitually, if something happens, you are like on autopilot doing the right action to subvert it. And they call it actions on. So for example, actions on contact from the right is duck and cover to the left and turn your sights to the right. You know, like that's an example of... Actions on contact, contact from above, contact means like, you know, enemy fire type of thing. Actions on contact from above, uh, bags off, bags over your head, straight into the nearest bushland. You know, that's an example of like actions on. So it's basically, what's my plan when this self-sabotage pattern comes up, right? And what you can do is think about, well, okay, what am I gonna do Next time I, I'm going to use the speak up example. Next time I know I need to speak up, but I have the self doubt. Okay, well here's what I'm going to do. My actions are I, I'm going to write down what I think is, is valid. I'm going to look at what's on the paper. And if I still think it's good in that moment, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, right? Like I can tell you my problem was like, you know, in my early twenties in corporate, what I would do is, I would, um, I would ask like a lot of dumb questions. To be honest, like, uh, like if something, if a question came up, I would just like ask it without thinking about it. And a great friend of mine goes to me, Dim, you know what you should do? Like, because at the end of the day, I no one wants to say this, but you know, you've got to still kind of protect your image a bit. And uh, sometimes, like the questions you ask, if you just gave yourself a minute to think about it, or maybe just researched it. In the background, or, or um, you know, gave it gave it a night where you just looked into it. It would save you asking that question and kind of looking like the guy that always needs help. And for me, what I realized was actually me doing that was a self sabotage pattern in itself, where it was driven by a belief that I didn't. I was too scared to be seen as like excellent. I was scared of people actually thinking I was good. So I thought it was safer if uh, I. I kind of made people think I wasn't that smart, so I wouldn't get like picked out to to do something where people would see me fail, you know? So there was kind of that fear of failure and it was leading me to fail uh, upfront, <laughs> you know? Uh, so so that's kind of a belief system there and that, that led to that top, kind of all the way to the top where it was a blind spot, I didn't even realize I was asking dumb questions all the time. Yeah, my, and when my, my friend said, Dim, like next time you know you shouldn't do that what I my actions on were okay well next time I have the impulse to ask a question I'm gonna write it down first on a notepad and I'm gonna just like give it a moment to think about it before I ask it you know that that's for me what I had to do and then if I really thought it was super important after I've written it down then I'll ask it if not I might research it myself first and that kind of helped me at like a habit layer, like start to break the habit. Because for you, it may just be a habitual thing that you can break and you break it by just having a different protocol of what you do when you feel the impulse, right? So, so it's like maybe for you, it's writing it down and you know what, it does seem valid, cool, I've checked it once, it seems valid, I'm gonna say it now, right? That could be you, that could be you. So I hope that gives you enough of an exposure to this you know incredibly important topic which is just getting out of your own way Uh, if if i was to bring this back to wealth building you know the the truth is not only will getting out of your own way help you in terms of you know getting more opportunities at work and, and you know showing up as your best self at work but you never know what other opportunities are lying up around you you know, maybe it's property, or stocks, or this crypto, whatever, whatever it is. You never know what they are, but maybe your own mind is blocking you from seeing them because it doesn't want to see them because the thought of kind of exposing yourself that way, it's, it's too scary, you know? So like getting out of your own way is kind of like 90% of it. And I've kind of, you know, I know this podcast gone for like 30 minutes, but to be honest, I've actually glossed over it because it, it can get really deep. Uh, and and kind of heavy and I've tried to keep it fun so I really hope you enjoyed today's episode I hope you find it valuable please if you do like this is the education that we were not taught in school if you were lucky enough to grow in grow up in a privileged area you would have you would have been taught this by osmosis or by like other like wealthy peers or, or whomever but if you're like from an area similar to where I'm from you Would not have been taught this education. And so please, uh, you know, I do this for free. And all I ask is please share this with your friends who can also benefit from this kind of performance psychology. Let's, because, you know, the mind is the forerunner of all things. And if we can help everyone upgrade their psychology, upgrade the way that they think about money and of themselves and of their self worth and all of these things that is gonna result in the wealth being actually shared. I believe that is gonna be done through education. And this is the education right here that we missed out on. So please, please share this. And you know, in this getting out of your own way stuff, you know, it's everything. And I would love to help. Uh, if, if you would like my help, I will, in the description, I will put a link on how you can just contact me. It'll be a pleasure to just chat for 15 minutes on the phone, just get to know each other. And if we vibe, we can, we can take take it from there in terms of programs and all of that. But uh, I would love uh, yeah, love to hear your thoughts on today. i uh, love to hear how you find you get in your own way. And, and if it is of benefit to you, absolutely reach out to me, message me. Uh, and I would love to help you if you would like the help. All right. Wishing you all the best. Wishing you more wealth in whatever form is meaningful to you. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you in the next one.